Okay, so today we're going to close, or at least continue, maybe finish, session 92, received July 8, 1982, uh, deep in the discussion of tarot, which seems to go on and on, and looking, this session has much to say about the potentiator of mind, and the second half of the session uh, goes much deeper <clears throat> into the, uh, sim the, the symbology of the card. We're working from the Egyptian deck. And the nature of potentiation of the mind. What, what, is, what, what does it mean to potentiate? And um, <clears throat> seven, nine, 20, 92 12, uh, Don is struggling to try to find the relationship between pre-incarnative program catalyst and potentiator of mind. Uh, that they're not the same. And so we can say that pre-incarnative program catalyst chosen by higher self uh, before birth ends up uh, as a catalyst for mind uh, to fashion experience or distill love light or grist for the mill of soul evolution. But, but that catalyst is itself not potentiation of mind. And Ross said, uh, we're suggesting that the potentiator of the mind is an archetype which may aid the adept in grasping the nature of this pre-incarnative and continuingly incarnative series of choices. And so the potentiator of mind overall helps the mind make sense of catalyst. <clears throat> it isn't the source of the catalyst. Uh... In 92.13, Ra explains that the matrix of mind, right, consciousness, which sometimes was even equated with will, the matrix of mind is that which reaches, just as the kinetic phase of intelligent infinity through free will reaches for the logos. So the, the matrix reaches and the potentiator informs uh, and supports is what is reached for. Uh, <clears throat> so let's uh, and let's start the new material 9217 uh, Don says thank you to Ra's explanation above about um, how the, the archetypes are a resource uh, or studying them becomes a resource for evolution in third density for the adept right for the person who's ready to make such a deep level um, analysis 9217, <clears throat> Don says, Then finally, as each energy center becomes activated and balanced, the transformation of the mind is called upon more and more frequently. When all of the energy centers are activated and balanced to a minimal degree, contact with intelligent infinity occurs, the veil is removed, and the great way of the mind is called upon. Is this correct? Ross says no. So be careful of simply buying into what Don says um, unclearly. It sounds all fine, um, but this, the, you know, his understanding, like ours, is developing uh, in, in process. Ross said, this is a, no, this is a quite eloquent look at some relationships within the archetypical mind. However, it must be seen once again that the archetypical mind does not equal the acting incarnational mind-body-spirit complexes progression or evolution. Due to the first misperception 
We hesitate to speak to the second consideration, but shall attempt clarity. While studying the archetypical mind, we may suggest that the student look at the great way of the mind, not as that which is attained after contact with intelligent infinity, but rather as that portion of the archetypical mind which denotes and configures the particular framework within which the mind, the body, and the spirit archetypes move. Mm. All right? <laughs> so eloquent doesn't mean accurate, and there are many interesting relationships uh, between these uh, nodal points or concept complexes uh, that are the archetypes. Um, the archetypical mind is not the acting incarnational being's um, progression or evolution. So uh, the archetypical mind is not the actor, <laughs> nor is it the progression or evolution of the actor. It's simply a resource uh, explained this way in third density for the being to progress itself. And so overvaluing the study of the archetypes is a mistake. I mean, over anything is, is this imbalance, obviously. But uh, to, to try to pull all of evolution or the progression of an entity into the framework of archetypical progression is, is wrong, is mistaken, and it's an overemphasis on the importance. This is not, this, these are simply a blueprint for how the Logos designed uh, the entity's deep mind resource or deep mind mode of evolution in 3D physical, evolution in mind-body-spirit directed by the mind, because these are all in the mind. So. Don talks about the transformation of the mind, called upon. Uh, this whole thing about calling upon the archetype may be mistaken as well. Ra doesn't talk that way. The great why called on, this is called upon, then that's called upon. Uh, that may not be really what's happening at all. So, first Ra is saying, look at the great way of the mind. Um, I, I think Don's comment Ra doesn't even unpack so much because there's a lot of misassumption but uh, what is not mistaken is simply a little point that Ra's making here that the great way of the mind is not is not itself sort of attained after contact with intelligent affinity so to look at these 21 cards or 22 as a linear progression only is mistaken there is it 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 is associated with um, what appears to be linear progression, where the unpotentiated conscious mind deepens by self-potentiation, meets catalyst, fashions experience, feeds a significator, and supports overall transformation uh, moving forward to the great way. That's okay, but that's too strict as the only way of looking at this. And so it's not... Uh, one um, activates one card or one archetype at one point. Um, but looking at the great way of the mind as a portion of the archetypical mind, which denotes and configures the particular framework <laughs> which in which all these archetypes move. <laughs> and so denoting denotes and um, denotes and configures the framework the particular framework of their movement. 
and uh, that's much more subtle than saying we attain that you know this card is activated after we get to that and then that gets to that and that's all it's uh, surely the degree to which anyone has worked through the sequence or any degree to which the the sequence of the seven stages of mind the archetypes of mind uh, are well well developed right the, the the sequence is developed the sequence is working I mean it's always working somewhat from potentiator you know from matrix to gray way uh, it's a question of to what degree one is activated higher chakras four five six so when there's some as there's more activation uh, of four five six and in the case of the adept there's obviously a lot of activation of four five six that's why they're called an adept in that case uh, simply uh, it's useful to understand that the nature of that seventh card uh, great way of mine which is also called a chariot or charioteer um, as Ra says denotes and configures the framework so that uh, the framework is within the framework is <laughs> is the deep is within is the deep mind and these uh, particular aspects of the evolution of mind body spirit as seen by the mind uh, that whole environment is increasingly um, characterized by chariot charioteer card seven great way of mind as the adept keeps going on its path okay so it's it's um, really theoretical and um, I think people get lost in this because we're really talking I mean it seems to me much more useful to focus on the the particulars of developing four five six and clearing the lower triad okay so people get lost in the 21 and the 22 and the sephirot and the uh, tree of life and this and that and astrologicals when really it seems to me in my simple-minded way that um, learning to clear blockages in the lower triad, learning by way of developing love wisdom in balance four five, and moving towards activation and coordination with six ray, that's um, I, I, to me a much more helpful, simple, straightforward way of um, framing soul evolution, at least in third density. Ninety-two eighteen. Don goes on, turning then to my analogy, or shall we say, example of the newborn infant with the undistorted matrix. This newborn infant has its subconscious veiled from the matrix. The second archetype, the potentiator of mind, is going to act at some time, though I won't say through the veil. I don't think that's a very good way of stating it. But the potentiator of mind will act to create a condition. And I will use an example of the infant touching a hot object. The hot object we could take as random catalyst. The infant can either leave its hand on the hot object or rapidly remove it. My question is, is the potentiator of mind involved at all in this experience? And if so, how? Um, again, uh, I think Don confers a certain kind of autonomy to these cards that they are acting. They're not the actor. They're the way by which the actor evolves. They're the the um, substructure by which the being with a 3D mind acts. 
uh, in support of its own soul evolution or evolution in third density. But to say that the potentiator of mind acts, I think, is is um, looking at it the wrong way here. Anyway, Ra goes on. The potentiator of mind and of body are both involved in the questing of the infant for new experience. The mind-body-spirit complex, which is an infant, has one highly developed portion which may be best studied by viewing the significators of mind and body. You notice we do not include the spirit. That portion of a mind-body-spirit complex is not reliably developed in each and every mind-body-spirit complex, meaning the spirit complex significator. Thusly, the infant's significant self, which is the harvest of biases of all previous incarnational experiences, offers to this infant biases with which to meet new experience, meaning coming out of its previously developed significators of mind and body, but not spirit, necessarily. However, Ra goes on, the portion of the infant which may be articulated by the matrix of the mind is indeed unfed by experience and has the bias of reaching for this experience through free will, just as intelligent energy in its kinetic phase through free will creates the logos. This sub-sub-logos, then, or that portion of the mind-body-spirit complex which may be articulated by consideration of the potentiators of mind and body through free will, choose to make alterations in their experiential continuum. The results of these experiments in novelty are then recorded in the portion of the mind and body articulated by the matrices thereof. Okie dokie. Um, so sounds a little bit like the Seth material here. Uh, but you can see higher self is very subtle. Um, but it may not be very helpful um, to get into this, uh, to, to get lost here is not good. So, okay. Uh, the infant quests for new experience, or we quest for further uh, development. The potentiator of mind and body are both involved. Uh, meaning the possibility of um, potentiating mind and body through experience uh, through using Catalyst wisely, actually. Uh, and so the portion of the infant, it's not the portion of the infant, it's the portion of the deep mind of the infant, which may be, or may be articulated by, by matrix of mind uh, meaning, let's just say, its matrix of mind, <laughs> which may be developed, is initially, yes, indeed, unfed, doesn't have experience, does have a bias of reaching for experience, uh, and so uh, the infant or the human being, the mind itself, naturally, in fact, has that, um, that reaching forward bias. That's why Gautama called this Kamaloka. Kamaloka means desire realm or desire world. And I think that is appropriately third density, physical and non-physical. Uh, associated with desire means associated with um, intrinsic uh, seeking, discontent and um, thirsting for something more. Thirsting, craving for something more. Uh, but it's particularly strong in third density, physical, non-physical. And that, I think, is this bias for reaching for experience <clears throat> through free will. And so 
interestingly, Ra here puts intelligent energy as uh, superior or prior to the Logos. So the, the development, the movement from intelligent infinity to the octave uh, goes through the establishment, the, the uh, action of free will upon love, which give rise to light, which is intelligent energy, which then creates the Logos, which is love, light, light, love, or the principle, the, sub, the, the creative principle <clears throat> of solar systems and octaves, uh, one step above higher self. Then the higher self itself, as a sub-sub-logos, um, chooses um, to make alterations in experience, meaning the, lo- the higher self programs catalyst. <laughs> uh, and this is um, <clears throat> the, the, the higher self uh, working on a certain portion of the overall mind-body-spirit complex uh, which may be articulated or developed by working with these potentials, potentiators, cards one and eight, basically, potentiators of mind and body, which is what's worked upon as the infant quests for experience, and very much as we, anyone in third density, seeks development. The, the fundamental basis is development of mind-body, but that's a development of mind. <laughs> so body here is um, the mind's experience of embodiment. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. The results of these experience and novelty are then recorded in the portion of the mind. I think they're very much recorded in the significator or modify the significator and then articulated by the matrices by um, the matrix of mind and body, which changes, you see. It's not that it's just once unfed, never fed, and always the unfed. It's that which gets continual feeding, that which continually, it's the mind um, that is potentiated. And as time goes on, it's more fully potentiated and still keeps getting potentiation. Likewise, the significator keeps getting uh, distilled love light. And the great way of mind overall um, comes into more, more profound focus as one sees one's life as a charioteer on a chariot, actually, you know, under the direction or more and more in um, resonance and alignment with higher self. The the charioteer is Atman. The chariot is the mind-body-spirit complex. Uh, More and more, the adept comes to know this is me now here. This is here now, my life, Uh, as a charioteer, with this chariot of uh, the seven-dimensional fields uh, vehicle um, of uh, the God-light, the God-light mind, the essence of one's being coming through the vehicle. Okay, 92.19. Are all activities that the entity has as it experiences things from the state of infancy a function of the potentiator of mind? Uh, All activities... I don't think that's the case. Um, a function of the potentiator of mind, that's not really even clear uh, what that means. Does the potentiator of mind determine all experience, we can say, uh, or what? Does it, it certainly influences all experience because experience is fashioned by our response to catalyst. And our response to catalyst is done by mind, 
that determines body and speech, and the mind that determines the response to catalyst um, is a mind that's somewhat potentiated. So the potentiator of mind as being that which has um, uh, somewhat, and you know, that has been the, the, the source of the some degree of enlightenment, awakening, development of mind that meets catalyst, fashions experience, that potentiator um, is always in, in the loop because the mind seeking always, uh, seeking itself, seeking is self-potentiation. Seeking is mind potentiation, it seems to me. Anyway, Ra explains, Firstly, although the functions of the mind are indeed paramount over those of the body, the body being the creature of the mind, ding, 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 very famous quote there, certainly not all actions of a mind-body-spirit complex could be seen to be due to the potentiating qualities of the mind complex alone, as the body, in some cases the spirit, also potentiates action, <clears throat> Secondly, as the mind-body-spirit complex becomes aware of the process of spiritual evolution, more and more of the activities of the mind and body which precipitate activity are caused by those portions of the mind-body-spirit complex which are articulated by the archetypes of transformation. All right. Okay, so transformation <clears throat> uh, is position six. So you have card six, the lovers, card... Uh, 13, I guess, uh, which looks like death. Uh, card 20, which looks like kind of resurrection. Uh, transformation of mind, lovers. Transformation of body, death. <laughs> transformation of spirit, something like resurrection. <clears throat> um, akin to uh, the well-potentiated mind in the ways of mind, body, and spirit, uh, that <clears throat> um, as the entity becomes aware of the process of spiritual evolution by becoming more spiritually evolved, <laughs> the process becomes the teacher. The practice becomes the teacher, obviously. As, as you, If you want to learn about meditation, do meditation. Better than any book or anyone talking is uh, the practice as the teacher. Likewise, um, the living as the learning uh, more and more um, brings into play um, those cards, the six position cards called transformation of my body spirit in their respective spheres or areas of, of activity, uh, body associated with lovers or mind, sorry, mind associated with the, the card lovers and body associated with death and spirit associated with the resurrection. How to understand that? Um, the, the, the activity, the continued ongoing activity of mind and body and spirit, more and more characterized by the nature of those six position archetypes in each cycle as an entity grows. So not all actions of mind, body, spirit are due to the potentiating qualities of mind um, because there is this potentiation of body and spirit as well. They potentiate action. But, you know, again, they don't act. <laughs> you act. This is just part of the equipment that's being used, okay? It's like um, the chassis, the chassis, the chassis uh, of, the, of the vehicle um, to some extent. Or, or 
the way that um, the being um, does its evolution in third density is uh, undergird or shown by these archetypal foundations, but they're not the actor. <laughs> they don't do. They are, and um, they are part of the means by which we, the actor, does and, and evolves. Then Ra goes on, more and more as an entity becomes more aware of spiritual evolution, more and more of the activities of mind and body, which precipitate activity. And so what is activity? Activity of thought, word, and deed. Activity of thinking in mind, speaking, and doing in body or activity, physical activity. More and more of that um, is influenced by these, uh, the, the six position archetypes, lovers, uh, mind lovers, body, death, <laughs> um, spirit, resurrection, something like that. 9220, and you can reflect on that, it's very deep. Uh, 9220, the matrix of the mind, Don says, the matrix of the mind is depicted seemingly as male in the on the card, and the potentiator as female. Could Ra state why this is and how this affects these two archetypes? It's an important gender distinction, actually, or um, uh, essential uh, demonstration of polarity. Ross said, firstly, as we have said, the matrix of the mind is attracted to the biological male and the potentiator of the mind to the biological female. Thusly, in energy transfer, the female is able to potentiate that which may be within the conscious mind of the male, so that it may feel enspirited. In a more general sense, that which reaches may be seen as a male principle. That which awaits the reaching may be seen as a female principle. The richness of the male and female system of polarity is interesting, and we would not comment further, but suggest consideration by the student. Yes, indeedy. Uh, the male and female system of polarity, or the manifestation of the intrinsic polarity of light, intelligent energy, which is called love-light. I love. That's its polarity. That polarity, essentially, uh, second principle law of love, third principle law of light, being the, the nature and expression of mm, intelligent energy, uh, whose nature is love and manifestation is light, or quality is awareness and form is energy, like seven-dimensional, seven rays energy. So you've got sentient light. Hey, hey. And so the sentient is associated with love and female, and the light is associated with energy and male. That's the basis of the polarity of male-female. <laughs> it's not a polarity of male-female. Male-female is, is a derived polarity from the essential polarity of love-light itself, it seems to me. And the root uh, polarity is, is really the polarity of uh, intelligent infinity or infinity uh, in potentia and in kinesis. It's, it's Godhead's uh, essential polarity, or what we can consider the polarity of the absolute, being the absolute that is and the absolute that does. The absolute the, the Tao that does and the Tao that is. The uh, infinity Godhead one intelligent, you know, the, the intelligent infinity, one infinite creator, that is, and then 
it it's do, it's doing being and doing and so the being is female and the doing is the male the love sentience is the female the um, activate the energy light is the male and so that's the basis of male and female and yes indeed it's a very interesting and um, but it's it's much more it's it's really um, the philosophy of metaphysical polarity <laughs> the metaphysics of uh, ontological polarity very deep very interesting and very helpful I mean you know <laughs> Chinese knew about this stuff 2500 years ago it's the basis of the I Ching and it's uh, deep in the heart of the Taoist philosophers Zhuangzi, Laozi so yes Rod said before matrix of mind attached to biological male potentiator of mind to biological female uh, that attraction could be the basis actually for the depiction of the male magician and the female high priestess or whatever uh, she's called uh, that uh, the, the gender depiction is a result of um, the natural uh, attraction uh, or predominance um, of those two uh, archetypes to biological male and female so in energy transfer means green ray energy transfer uh, the female uh, transmits potentiation and the male transmits um, basically um, embody you know empowerment uh, physical empowerment or vitalization a little bit different so going on 9221 card Don says in card number two and here we're going to get into the whole long discussion of potentiator card number two the potentiator of the mind we see a female sitting on a rectangular block I was she is veiled and between two pillars which seem excuse me seem to be identically covered with drawings but one much darker than the other I am assuming that the veil represents the veil between the conscious and subconscious or matrix and potentiator is this correct Ross said this is quite correct ding 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 and so card two potentiator of mind we have a female um, in a nice garb sitting between two pillars um, her right is white her left is black or so the pillars or light and dark uh, her right arm is covered uh, her left arm is not so her left arm is uncovered next to the black pillar to her left her right arm is covered by the 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 shawl whatever that she's wearing her right arm right shoulder down below her lap to her knees in fact so you actually have fifth ray down to um, 1.3 <laughs> so meaning from the throat level to uh, mid calf or knees uh, the her right is covered uh, next to the right pillar right white the white or lighter pillar on the right is next to her right shoulder mid chest arm hand uh, midsection down to her knees in diagonal also covered on the right her right covered and the pillar is light and I think that's associated with the positive path and uh, she has a nice moon crescent on the head and an ankh in the chest between um, the solar plexus and the second ray 
between the second, the third chakra and the second, not quite at the heart level, a little below, sort of the junction between two, three, four. Okay, um, the veil, um, she's veiled, that veil is the veil um, that is the curtain between conscious and subconscious, yes. In fact, the veiling, interestingly, basically starts with her uh, forehead and goes down below her nose, but the mouth is unveiled. And that probably has a meaning, too, that the veiling is of 6 and 5 and 4, 6, 5, 4, 3, but not 1, 2. <laughs> her chin and her mouth are unveiled. Her nose, eyes, forehead, ears are veiled. So there's a veiling of 3, 4, 5, 6, but not a veiling of 1 and 2 on the facial chakras for you specialists. Uh, going on, 9222, Don says, I am assuming that she sits between the different colored columns, one on her left, one on her right. The dark one is on her left, which is our right, to indicate at this position an equal opportunity, you might say, for potentiation of the mind to be of the negative or positive paths. Would Rock comment on this? Which is basically, um, seems like a good interpretation. Ra said, although this is correct, it is not as perceptive as the notice that the priestess, as this figure has been called, sits within a structure within which polarity, symbolized as you correctly noted by the light and dark pillars, is an integral and necessary part. The unfed mind has no polarity, just as intelligent infinity has none. The nature of the sub-sub-sub, ooh, 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 the sub-sub-sub-logos, uh, which offers the third density experience as one of polarity, not by choice, but by careful design. We perceive an unclear statement. The, poten the polarity of potentiator is there not for the matrix to choose. It is there for the matrix to accept as given. Mm -hmm. Now, the logos is the galactic. The sub-logos is, uh, is the solar. So galactic logos... Solar sublogos, um, Atmanic higher self sub sublogos. So who is the sub sub sublogos? Mm. Frankly, I don't believe I've ever seen this phrase in the whole pop teachings, or I'm mistaken. Sub sub sublogos, below higher self. So galactic logos, solar sublogos, Atmanic higher self, sub-sub-logos. Who's below that? Well, how about the matrix of mind? How about the matrix of mind as a logoic um, principle? Sub-sub-sub, way down the line. That's an interesting speculation. So, the uh, we'll get into that and see more, a little more clearly. So, the priestess high priestess, or the low priestess, meaning depth uh, of, of potentiation. The priestess, um, which is probably not a really great, great term, there's probably a better word for that, how about the muse, sits within a structure in which polarity is integral and necessary, and that's the point actually, is that she's between the pillars on the block, um, bounded by them on the right and the left and above, in fact, not, not above her head, but they are taller than her seated height. 
her seated height is a little bit below the, the height of the pillars, which is equal. And that's also interesting. And you can, in fact, look at the pillars as one, two, three, four, five sections. But if you divide it, you can see more sections. One, two, three, four, five, six. You might be able to see seven sections on each pillar, which was like the seven chakras, no doubt. But um, the polarity is um, integral and necessary um, to the work of evolution in third density as a whole. Uh, potentiation of mind uh, overall, whether one goes on the positive or path or the negative path, regardless of the polarity of the being chosen and how that being uses its potentiation of mind, positive or negative, uh, the, the, the existence of polarity is integral to the, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind in 3D space-time. Uh, polarity is by careful design. Um, now, the nature of the sub-sub-sub-logos, whoever that may be, which offers the third density experience, who's offering it? The Logos? Well, that's not a sub-sub-sub. The Logos offers the archetypical mind. The higher self, sub-sub-logos, offers the uh, life catalyst programming by which uh, the being will evolve in third density and make use of the archetypical progression or uh, use catalyst uh, in accord with these archetypical um, architecture nodal you know basis for development but who's the sub 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 well the nature of the sub 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 logos which offers third density experience i don't know again <laughs> the logos the solar logos offers it a higher self offers it by catalyst programming and um uh, i would say that the matrix of mind is probably denoted probably here a, a comparable to this sub-sub-sub-logos. And the unified mind has no polarity. Intelligent infinity, which is the source of the logos, uh, above the logoic chain, right? The logoic chain of galactic logos, solar sub-logos, atmanic sub-sub-logos, and what? Conscious mind, matrix of mind, sub-sub-sub-logos? Outside that chain, we have intelligent infinity. Prior to it, also no polarity. Also, the bottom fellow along the line there, if it's the unfed mind or matrix of mind or magician, sub-sub-sub-logos, um, it, it's, it's experiencing polarity not because it wants it, but because that's the, the evolutionary schema in which conscious mind in third density exists in in. The, the schema of evolution in this body in a veiled dimension with the sublogos having chosen, you know, the free to extend the first distortion into uh, the veiling in 3D mind, 3D conscious mind. Okay. Um, and so the polarity of the potentiator is not there for the matrix to choose, it's there for the matrix to accept as given, which is an interesting thing because we have the experience of choosing our path. However, um, uh, the choosing must be done. 
there is a, there is a, a, the great way of evolution, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not. God exists, karma exists, soul exists, the path exists, reincarnation exists, multidimensionality exists, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not, it's there. It's a given. And that's the heresy of materialism that says, because it's all unproven and unprovable, it therefore is not. It doesn't exist, all you spiritual-minded people are fools. So they believe. The heresy is that the heretic, that's the materialist, um, considers the unprovable non-existent. What stupidity! But <laughs> it's it's <laughs> as far as I know, as far as I see, um, these metaphysical realities are. Uh, you either get it or you don't. If you want to get it, you'll grow and grow and grow. And if you don't, you won't. Or you'll just go looping in 3D, 3D space-time. And so. The matrix doesn't choose, you choose. But the choosing um, is within an unchosen situation. The unchosen is that there are two paths. There are two ways you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to, choose, to change the road you're on. But you've got to know that there are two roads, and whether you like it or not, um, karma operates. And we will go on uh, and so I think that's akin to this here that um, the matrix which means the unfed conscious mind uh, works within the the uh, the pre-existing ontological condition of polarity uh, as a given or as a reality beyond its creation then uh, it can determine its way, or we determine our way. Ninety-two twenty-three. Don says, in other words, in this particular this particular illusion, meaning three D space time, I think, has polarity as its foundation, which might be represented by the structural significance of these columns. This is correct. This is correct. So, the foundational polarity of the three D illusion, the illusion of limits. Um, its um, foundational basis is. Polarity, and um, you know, Heraclitus said, "Conflict or strife is the mother of all," and that's um, D.K. Edis, Strife is justice. Um, the Tao is light and dark, <laughs> and within the center of the light and the dark is the dark and the light. Ninety-two twenty-four. It seems to me, Don goes on. It seems to me that the drawings on each of these columns are identical, but that the left-hand column. That is the one on the priestess's left has been shaded much darker, indicating that the events or the experiences may be identical, but in the incarnation uh, may be identical, but may be approached and viewed and utilized with either polarity as the basis. Is this in any way correct? Ross said, this is correct. You will note also from the symbol denoting spirit in manifestation upon each pillar that the one infinite creator is no respecter of polarity, but offers itself in full to all. Uh, and so that's a um, very kind of sweet way of putting it. Uh, so first of all, um, the columns are nearly identical, or the, um, the drawings on them, which may actually represent the seven archetypical stages or nodes, may represent the seven chakras 
or the sevenfold expression of the logos, the the octavic or sept what septenating septenatic septenatic oh septenatic the sevenfold nature uh, of the octave or or of of the the evolutionary path uh, like the seven chakras like the seven colors of the rainbow uh, but one is darker one is light <clears throat> it's the same dimensional stations uh, stations on the cross along the way but they can be seen th- uh, darkly or brightly uh, the symbol denoting spirit and manifestation uh, what is that it's not clear what Ra's referring to <coughs> in each of them in the middle you have a character sitting with an ankh on his knee or something like that it looks like a pharaonic uh, kneeling gesture but symbol denoting spirit manifestation whatever that is the infinite creator is no respecter of polarity uh, but offers itself in full to all it doesn't mean respecter in the way of giving respect it means um, is not biased towards either polarity uh, doesn't give preference or preferential treatment to either polarity but offers itself in full to all um, one way <laughs> for my uh, frustrated mind to look at um, all of the human fools in leadership the human psychopaths and the demented minds the the vast array of demented damaged minds leading humanity on the ground today uh, they are there because the logos offers itself in full to all <laughs> yeah <clears throat> the logos doesn't see them as damaged demented minds or sees that but also sees that <clears throat> it's full offering of itself to all of its aspects in manifestation no matter how damaged and demented is its work uh, to offer itself out to its um, manifestations um, good bad and, and ugly and um, <clears throat> the logos um, accepts <laughs> you know it is uh, the creator is all all our god everyone's god uh, uh, one of the ways by which we can understand the very genesis of cosmo the cosmo the 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 seed desire of cosmogenesis is infinity wishing to offer itself fully to all all of itself to offer itself to itself (laughs) that's called the second principle love that uh, enables itself in all of its manifestations to evolve and be and choose and experience and that's um, love with a capital L. Ninety-two twenty-five. Uh, of course, we're going to have another session here. Uh, Don says there seems to be a book on the priestess's lap, which is half hidden by the robe or material that covers her right shoulder. It would seem that this indicates that knowledge is available if the veil is lifted, <clears throat> but is on, but is not only hidden by the veil, but partially, but hidden partially by her very garment which she must somehow move to become aware of the knowledge which she has available. Is this correct? Uh, So the book on her lap, partly hidden by the right shoulder arm covering cape or uh, veil, cover, garment, uh, 
doesn't seem to be a book there, but I, I'm sure he can see it in more detail. What about the book? What about the lap? What about the cover? Um, is it about knowledge available but requires some effort on veiling? Ra said, in that the conceit of the volume in the book was not originated by Ra, we ask that you release the volume from its strictured form. Your perceptions are quite correct. <clears throat> so forget about the book. It's astrological. It wasn't from Ra, but Don's interpretation is accurate. And Ra goes on, the very nature of the feminine principle of mind, which, in Ra's suggestion, was related specifically to what may be termed sanctified sexuality, is itself, without addition, the book which neither the feminine nor the male principle may use until the male principle has reached and potentiated in a symbolically sexual fashion the inner secrets of this feminine principle, all robes, in this case, indicating the outer garments of custom, shield these principles. Thusly, there is great dynamic tension, if you will, betwixt the matrix and the potentiator of the mind. <clears throat> so, there's great dynamic tension of the polarity of male-female between the conscious mind and the subconscious, the matrix and the potentiator. There is the dynamic tension of veiled unveiling, veiled and moving to unveiled by unveiling. There is um, unfed and feeding. There is reaching and being reached. There is reaching and not reaching. Not reaching, then reaching. Reaching, then finding. Uh, reaching, and that which is reached, or that which receives that reaching, meaning uh, the subconscious, um, uh, that, the deep mind. And so forget about the volume. However, indeed, <clears throat> This is very much about unveiling knowledge, and Ra goes much deeper and talks about something that really is um, symbolic sexuality, which then gets towards very esoteric tantra sexuality. It's, uh, the sexual um, allegory here, <clears throat> where uh, there's a symbolically sexual fashion, uh, male principle reaching and penetrating uh, inner secrets of the feminine principle. So the male principle, reaching and penetrating uh, the inner secrets or the womb or the fruit or the essence of the feminine principle, like the male body, female body sexual congress. That's the symbolism uh, associated. That's one way of symbolically understanding conscious mind reaching for um, the deep mind for to penetrate to its own to to the feminine essence, but again, um, this is you. <laughs> this is not boys and girls. Um, uh, the male quality uh, is associated with the conscious mind. The female quality is associated with the un unconscious, subconscious, the potentiator, the the muse, the inspirer, the rich resources uh, of the deep mind but you're not a male or a female <laughs> you just have a body and we just have conscious mind subconscious and so um, people get too hung up on the gender dynamics meanwhile we have gender determined bodies okay uh, but um, 
like Jungian psychology understands the the inner the inner quality uh, the gender quality of subconscious is polarized for the male and female biological people meaning the male subconscious has a quality of uh, sub of anima feminine the woman's uh, subconscious has a quality of anim animus or male uh, okay uh, there is uh, this the symbolic sexuality of the conscious mind seeking its its uh, potentiation there's also in tantric work Ra's uh, very briefly uh, very indirectly alluding to I think uh, something they'll explain in a later session about the, the purpose and function of the female orgasm and that that's very important for uh, tantric or uh, spiritual sexuality or spiritualized sexual practice male-female <laughs> particularly male-female uh, and uh, <clears throat> that that um, there's something uh, hidden in the subconscious, or the subconscious is itself um, a veiled, uh, precious resource. Likewise, the female orgasm is a veiled, precious resource for male and female, both, um, in human terms, and also uh, <clears throat> the precious resource of the subconscious for the conscious mind. Uh, akin to the book in the lap veiled um, um, that the male that the conscious mind must reach anyway uh, <clears throat> there are stages also um, of um, potentiation of the conscious mind so uh, seeking itself or continuing on the path or continuing love to seek love wisdom or healing and understanding and self-acceptance and wisdom and that's what we're talking about uh, seeking that is a continual mind potentiation and that leads to continual unveiling of deeper levels of knowledge and understanding of all of anything uh, and that can be understood symbolically as a sexual union but that's also limited <laughs> there's another there are other ways of looking at it that are not dualistic such as that such as um, the expansion from a point to a sphere and then um, the boundarylessness that that sphere becoming boundaryless boundaryless and the illumination of the point growing to the sphere losing its rim um, becoming the field the field becomes solar illumined uh, from the expanded point that becomes a sphere. The point, the, the white dot point, <laughs> becomes a spherical illuminated source of radiant light. <clears throat> when it loses its boundary rim, um, the entirety of the sky becomes white light illumined solar radiation. That's a little bit non-dual. <laughs> Another way to look at this, for those that are tired of the archetypes, <clears throat> like me. 9226, are there any other parts of this picture that were not given by Ra? 
Ra said, the astrological symbols offered are not given by Ra. Uh, what other astrologicals? Um, it looks like the Egyptian deck that the Egyptian deck and image we're working from um, has taken them out already. Or never had them. 9227. Uh, Don says, the fact that the priestess sits atop the rectangular box indicates to me the potentiator of the mind has dominance or is above or and over the material illusion. Is this in any way correct? Ross said, let us say, rather, that this figure is imminent, near at hand, shall we say, within all manifestation. The opportunities for the reaching to the potentiator are numerous. However, of itself, the potentiator does not enter manifestation. That's very subtle. It, it, it's certainly an understandable interpretation that she's sitting on the box indicates dominance over um, the um, four-square material illusion, 3D, uh, four, you know, tetra, tetra-elementality, the, the quadratic elementality of four elements uh, that is the square of materialism symbolically. Uh, but uh, her sitting on top of it is not actually dominance over, but Ra interprets it as um, an imminence within all manifestations. She's not within the box. <laughs> She's certainly seated above or seated atop. Um, and Ra reads that as the <clears throat> um, potentiator not entering manifestation, but being imminent always within. So the uh, potentiation, it, it's like, it's like um, looking at the world without inspiration when <coughs> um, the conscious mind is not seeking to know or seeking to to grow uh, we see thoughtlessly the unexamined life that's not worth living or doesn't go very far and keeps souls recycling the unexamined life akin to the non-seeking matrix of mind or conscious mind uh, yet um, yet will be able to self-potentiate by the reality that potentiation is always within or available or sitting atop or touching all experience or manifestation. All manifestation is um, has within it imminent uh, the potential for potentiation. <laughs> the reality of potentiation is everywhere. God is all... Um, you know, Godhead is the true nature of all manifestation. And I guess that was pictured here by the priestess sitting on top of the box. But um, potentiation of mind is imminent, indwelling, is near at hand, always nearby, is always here with manifestation. It's just a matter of how much you wish to seek and how much effort people want to make to grow. 9228. <clears throat> Would the half moon on the crown represent the receptivity of the subconscious mind? So she, her crown is a crescent. Ra said, This symbol is not given by Ra, but it is not distasteful, for within your own culture, the moon represents the feminine, the sun, the masculine. Thusly, we accept this portion as a portion of the image for it seems without significant distortion. So even though Ra didn't give it the astrological uh, 
Chaldeans and those of Ur gave it. Um, nevertheless, it's okay for Ra. <clears throat> um, actually, because I think of the um, the moon and the sun are of the solar logos, and um, that that the astrological enthusiasts of the day, <clears throat> who are with us today, um, added that moon or sun here, the moon crescent. Uh, is their acceptance and understanding uh, of the higher astrologicals, uh, not the human symbols, but the universal, mm, you know, planetary bodies like moon and sun, uh, as symbolic um, as, as symbolic reference, um, that which uh, points to the structure of um, metaphysical cosmolo cos cosmology, right? multi-dimensional polarized paths mm, do you know, the, the principles of male female or love light <clears throat> uh, sun moon uh, manifestation and and potentia um, because they took it from the the macrocosmic um, these astrological images here though not of raw uh, they feel is without much distortion and not distasteful um, but other ones, Ra would say, release from the stricture, drop it, we don't need it. So, again, the crown, the moon crescent uh, crown, moon crescent crown, um, like a cup, right? Like an open, like a hand, and that that's sort of uh, bent, <laughs> I don't know, bent is a cupped hand, the cupped hand, like the moon crescent, uh, receptivity for holding. Um, the the, recept the the subconscious mind is not just a thing either, it's also living. <clears throat> it's a living resource. 9229. Was the symbol on the front of the priestess's shirt given by Ra, that's the Ankh, Ra said, the crooks ansata, which is, um, ansata, crooks means cross, ansata I think means bent, um, or looped. Let me see if we can get that. Oh. or handle it's actually handled cross like a handle the loop on the top is called a handle the crooks on sata handled cross is the correct symbol the addition and slight distortion of this symbol thereby is astrological and may be released from its stricture <clears throat> what slight distortion and addition I don't know that that um, crooks on sata on her shirt or basically between uh, the the edge of the fourth chakra down to about the second chakra two three four uh, doesn't look too distorted to me uh, Ra said there's some slight distortion whatever that is but it's the correct one why Don questions further saying, would this crooks ansata then be indicating a sign of life or spirit enlivening, enlivening matter? <clears throat> uh, and uh, we're going to have to wrap up here. Uh, Ra said, this is quite correct. Moreover, it illuminates a concept which is a portion of the archetype which has to do with the continuation of the consciousness which is being potentiated in incarnation beyond incarnation. Oh, you mean we live not only one life to live? So, continuity of consciousness, um, as a phrase associated with conscious out-of-body working, 
also um, the reality that life goes on. And if you want to see a great, great, great movie, uh, look at the movie called Astral City. Um, the story of uh, the previous life of a spirit guide of um, Mr. Chico Xavier from Brazil. A great, great, great spiritista teacher. Um, very pure heart man in the 20th century. Died recently. Uh, <clears throat> it's called Astral City. You can find it available online. Uh, it's really excellent. And um, basically uh, a journey like the Journey of Souls, the book Journey of Souls, showing uh, what happens with continuity of consciousness uh, beyond the physical body. So the 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 Ankh or the Kruksansata handled cross um, commonly is called a spirit a sign a symbol of life or spirit in matter. It's actually much much deeper than that. But Ra um, interprets it as continuity of consciousness, and you can say that the spirit enlivens matter, Godhead the God in the machine. Uh, you can also say that, that the Godhead or consciousness continues when the machine is broken and dies, too. And um, the consciousness being potentiated in incarnation goes beyond, continues beyond incarnation. <clears throat> and um, I think that that's where we're going to end for today. Next time, we're going to start at 92.31, um, and that'll be it. We don't go that much further. Rather than rushing through, um, these sessions go so long, it's tiring for people, and me too. Uh, we'll pick up at 92.31 next time, and maybe not have a full hour, but conclude session 92, and go to the last few, and I'll give some comments on the interplay of a uh, matrix of mind, a potentiator of mind, because um, that's the uh, primary relationship of our lives. <laughs> you know, we, we think that the relationship, our significant other, <laughs> is uh, uh, the the, the uh, embodied human partner we're with or wish to be with or were with or whatever, that that human person is our significant other. The significant other is the priestess, is, is the potentiator of mind. That's our significant other. The most significant other is um, the deep mind, the totality of inspiration and knowing and feeding of conscious mind available within. The kingdom of heaven within is akin to the priestess, indeed. And so the significant other is um, uh, the other beingness that we may um, be enriched thereby being um, the kingdom of heaven within, which is the high priestess, which is um, um, the muse or the the source of inspiration, the spiritus of the in, the in spiritus. The spirit is um, the the resonance with with uh, the multidimensional that um, is found by penetration to the subconscious by spiritualization and that the, the 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 enrichment of the mind by self-potentiation that enrichment of mind is the leading edge of the spiritualization of mind body spirit the the spirit self-spiritualization begins with mind potentiation 
So next time we'll look at that and uh, maybe not do a whole hour. But uh, I hope this was helpful. Uh, please take good care of yourselves. See you next time and good night.